Hey everybody, welcome to the Hagiostos. My name is Bill Dykstra. Today is May 4th. It is not. It's May 3rd. And I wanted to get you excited for today's episode, so I'm going to play out the intro because today's commemoration is one of my favorite saints. It is Saint Theodosius of the Kievian Caves. I want to provide a little bit of context for today's episode. Throughout history, there have been these locales in various places where um, monasteries have been the hubs, these generative centers of culture. Call to mind places like St. Benedict's Monte Cassino, or Lindisfarne, or Mount Athos. For the Kievian Rus, this was the Caves of Kiev, lo- located in present-day Ukraine. Monasticism was brought to the caves from Mount Athos through the work of St. Anthony at the dawn of the first millennium. Theodosius is a dynamic figure, and uh, if you can't already tell, he's becoming one of my favorites. So today, to give you a classic introduction to this holy man, I will be quoting sections from Nestor the Chronicler's Life of St. Theodosius. St. Theodosius was born in Vasilkiv in 1025 AD. His parents were pious people, and when they had him baptized according to the custom, the priest prophesied that the child would devote his entire life to God. From a very early age, one could see how he was set apart, as Nestor recounts. He was drawn by the love of God to go to church daily, devoting all his attention to the sacred books. Unlike most boys, he kept aloof from children at play and was unwilling to join in their games. He wore coarse, patched garments, and when his parents tried to make him put on fresh clothing and play with other children, he would not obey, for he wanted to be identified with the poor. Theodosius's one desire would be for monasticism. However, he would encounter it first in an unexpected way. At 13, his father died. For Theodosius, he doubled his attention to pious humility. However, his mother became more and more controlling and suppressive of Theodosius's efforts. When his mother would push him towards a groomed and more socially respectable manner of living, Theodosius would defy her and work in the fields with the serfs. Nestor comments, and often she beat him in her vexation. She was robust of body, and if you could not see her, but could only hear her voice, you might have well mistaken her for a man, end quote. Theodosius would endure this and maintain his life of prayer nonetheless. One day it would happen that a group of pilgrims headed for the Holy Land were passing by. Theodosius had been praying for such an occasion, and in the night left with the pilgrims. Three days later his mother had found out about the pilgrims, intercepted Theodosius, and beat him half to death. The story continues. So greatly incensed was she that when they entered the house, she beat her son until she was exhausted. Then she flung him into a room, shackled him, and locked the door. The holy youth suffered all this joyfully, giving thanks to God in prayer. After two days, his mother returned, unfastened him, and placed some food before him. But her anger was still unsatisfied, so she put chains on on his feet and ordered him to go about the house in them. She watched him so that he might not run away from her again. At one point, his mother went on a country trip, where she would not be back immediately. 
This was an opportune time for Theodosius, for recently at liturgy he had heard the words from the 10th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Theodosius flew the coop. Theodosius tracked down Anthony, who had already established his own cell at the caves of Kiev. Upon finding the holy monk, Theodosius collapsed and cried to St. Anthony to allow him to take up the monastic lifestyle. Anthony replied, My child, look about, and you shall see that this cave is dark and narrow. You are young, and, I should think, unable to suffer such hardships. However, Anthony was only testing him, for at that moment, with Theodosius crying on his knees, begging for his guidance, the holy monk was given a vision of the future of the humble caves, one day becoming a great monastery that would draw many to monasticism. Theodosius replies, You know, venerable father, that the all-seeing God has has brought me to you because he desires my salvation. I will therefore obey you in all things. My child, replied Anthony, glory be to God, who has given you strength for such a vocation. This is the place. Remain here with me. Theodosius was thankful. At that very moment, Anthony had Theodosius tonsured tonsured as a monk and given a habit. Four years passed, and Theodosius' mother had no idea where her son was. She grieved the loss of him and issued a reward for anyone who would give any details of his whereabouts. She received a tip tip from some travelers from Kiev, stating that they had seen him years earlier in the city, searching for a monastic community. She then made her way to Kiev and the monastery caves. Upon arriving, she posed herself as a pilgrim and requested to speak to the Starets, the leader of the monastic community. Out came Anthony and she spoke to him, eventually asking about her son Theodosius. Anthony, unaware of her ulterior motives, plainly said that yes, he was a monk of the monastery. In response to her insistence that she must see her son, Anthony told her to return the following day and he would ask Theodosius if he wished to see her. When she returned, the answer from Theodosius was no. He would not see her, as he was greatly bothered that she had made all of this trouble. When Anthony relayed this message to her, she became irate, as Nestor relates. The Starets has called, caused me a great injustice. He has taken my son away from me and hidden him in this cave. Bring him forth, Starets, so I can look upon him, for I cannot live if I do not see him once more. I will put an end to my life with my own hands at this door. Anthony then begged Theodosius to come out and meet his mother. He obliged. His appearance had changed due to his ascetical practices. She urged him to come home and practice his monastic lifestyle there. She promised that she, when she died, he could then come back to the caves. Nestor recounts Theodosius's response. If you wish to see me every day, go to the city and take up the holy tonsure in some women's convent. Then you may come here to see me, and yet you will be, and yet you will be gaining salvation for your soul. Unless you do this, I say in earnest that you shall never see my face again. His mother refused and left him. However, Theodosius and Anthony prayed this would not be the case. 
Some time later she returned, having realized the temporary nature of this world, and gaining true repentance, she confessed her desire for religious life. Now, there are more stories about Theodosius, and I would encourage you to look them up. He would one day become a great monastic leader, raising up many other men in holiness. When men would run away from the monastery or fall into sin, he would not pursue them violently. He would, mer- he would merely cry for their souls until they returned to God. Thank you for listening. My name is Bill, and this has been your Daily Dose of Agios. St. Theodosius of the Caves, pray for us.